get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on GoToDobbs.com today. Let's go out to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Happy to be joined by our buddy Ben Heisler. He's a host and analyst for Sports Illustrated's gambling and fantasy football sites. You can give him a follow on Twitter at Benny Heiss. Heiss, how you doing today, man? BK Rivers, good to be on with you guys. How you doing? Good to have you, man. So let's start with the game tonight. Bengals versus the Browns. Not exactly a barn burner in this one, but I do find both teams to be a little interesting. Joe Burrow on one side and you've got, you know, Baker Mayfield on the other <laughs> side. Uh, what, are you interested in playing anybody from this game tonight? And what do you make of the Browns week one issues? I'm interested in playing Brown's running backs because I think in order for them to do what they really want to do on offense, it has to go through Nick Chubb and it has to go through Kareem Hunt because Kevin Stefanski, guys, is all about play action. That's part of what led to Kirk Cousins having probably his most efficient season over the course of his NFL career. You run the ball, you pound it through, and then all of a sudden play action sells a lot heavier. That opens up Odell Beckham in the middle of the field potentially Austin Hooper, who they just spent all this money on at the tight end spot. So I, I still think the Browns can put it together. I think Kevin Stefanski is a competent head coach. I know that there's not a much sample size for people to go off of, but I was impressed with how he really energized the Vikings offense from a season ago and really incorporated a lot with not necessarily a lot to do with Adam Thielen missed a bunch of time last year. And I think there's a lot more talent on Cleveland's offense compared to what he had in Minnesota. So I think at some point he'll put it together. Um, as far as sort of trying to evaluate um, what I think about this Browns team, I think the Ravens are just really good. And Cleveland, after the first half, really just kind of lost its footing, lost its way, and lost its interest. It's a short turnaround, good opportunity to block out just a, a misfortune of a start. And, and I do think they bounce back and, and play well against Cincinnati tonight. All right, Benny. So for those people out there who have Drew Brees in their lineup or on their team, how does the Thomas injury impact them? It's big. It's big, Rivers, because Michael Thomas just catches everything that goes to him, and Drew Brees targeted him more than anybody else really over the course of his career. Michael Thomas just set all sorts of records a season ago. Where I think you will start to see more of an impact is that I think it might be a little bit more balanced as far as how Drew Brees is going to spread out the ball. You're certainly going to see more of Alvin Kamara in the passing game. I think Latavius Murray at the running back spot might get a few more carries to counterbalance that. Uh, as far as receivers go, you're going to see more of Emmanuel Sanders. He was actually third on the team last week in snap counts at the wide receiver spot. And the other guy, Traquan Smith, uh, was actually second. So now Smith is going to be moving out to the outside. Perhaps they move him into the slot as well. And now his targets and his snaps are going to go way up. I just think it's ultimately going to be about how Breeze decides to spread the ball out and find mismatches as opposed to just going to old reliable 
and Michael Thomas. And let's not forget about Jared Cook, too, guys. I know that Jared Cook necessarily isn't uh, you know a sexy name at the tight end spot to play in fantasy, but uh, he was very productive in the second half of last year, particularly in the red zone. Michael Thomas has always been a reliable option, but without him, I think Jared Cook gets even more red zone targets this week. From one old quarterback to another, I was all in on Phillip Rivers in this experiment out in Philly this uh, this season. It did not get off to a good start, to say the least. But for some reason, maybe you can help me with this as well. The Colts are favored by three at home against the Vikings this week, which I don't totally understand. How much did Phillip Rivers' week one performance give you pause about, about this Colts offense going into this season, Heiss? I, I just think it was vintage Phillip Rivers, and vintage Phillip Rivers has a lot of good, BK, and a lot of bad. Phillip Rivers has been statistically over the last several years, you know, right in sort of that quarterback one, early quarterback two range. You know, he throws for a bunch of yards. He'll connect on a lot of touchdowns. Some will be in garbage time. Others will be over the course of the game. Um, and then he's going to have a costly turnover and, and lead his team down a road that they probably don't want to go towards. Um, you know, he's, he's had a terrific career. And I think what we saw last week with the Colts is that there just wasn't any sort of certainty from Phillip Rivers. And it's a brand new team. It's the first time he's ever left. You know, similar to what happened with Tom Brady. It's a brand new team for him. So I'm not necessarily worried about Phillip Rivers. I think Frank Reich's a really good head coach. I think they are going to be led by a terrific running game in Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines. And it's unfortunate what happened to Marlon Mack going uh, with a torn Achilles uh, in week one in a contract year. I really feel for the guy. But I, I, I think they'll be fine against Minnesota. There's actually been a decent amount of sharp movement on that game in the direction of Indianapolis. Uh, at home this week against the Vikings. So I do think based on what I saw from them, especially early on against Jacksonville, they can get back to that format that was really successful for them, which is running the ball behind that outstanding offensive line. And I do think Phillip Rivers will start to limit some of those mistakes and be able to pick on a Vikings defense that lost a ton of members from their secondary. So I'm not completely panicking on Phillip Rivers uh, just yet, but you know, certainly in the Kansas City area where I am, there was a lot of people laughing at his misfortune last week. Benny, I'm going to stick with the old quarterback club here for a second. And you talked about Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Now, Tampa Bay has a ton of weapons at Tom Brady's disposal, but we really didn't see that connecting in the first game. How much concern do we have about Tom Brady now? Zero. I'm not worried about Tom Brady in, in one particular sense. Maybe it's a bit of naivety. Maybe it's because I think the weapons around him are too good for him to fail compared to the options that he had in New England. But it's a smart, obviously a really smart quarterback. And quarterbacks has done this at a very high level for a long time. Was he my top quarterback off the board? No, but I think you can make a fairly compelling case that he would probably be in the top 12. Uh, Mike Evans was nowhere close to healthy last week. I don't know if he's going to be close to 100% healthy this week. Chris Godwin, who is a, a bigger, faster, younger, stronger version of Julian Edelman in the slot, uh, is dealing with concussion protocol. Um, so that's another potential issue as well. You have multiple tight ends and O.J. Howard and Rob Gronkowski. Scotty Miller is an emerging wide receiver. There's plenty of talent for Tom Brady to get the ball to. It was just a bad matchup. The Saints defense, guys, is really good. They get to a lot of pressure to the quarterback. Uh, they have a lot of different changes in their defensive scheme. And I just don't think Brady, week one on the road for the first time in his career with a brand-new team, I didn't think it was going to go well. And, and it didn't after that first opening drive. So I think at some point it's going to start to click. Uh, it's a really favorable matchup against one of the worst defenses in the NFL from a season ago in Carolina. Uh, they didn't look particularly impressive on the defensive side of the ball at home against the Raiders last week. 
So I think this will be a much better opportunity for to, to go ahead and play Tom Brady. Even if Mike Evans isn't at 100%, even if Chris Godwin ends up missing this game, uh, they're going to get themselves back on track, and I think Tom Brady will be a big reason why. Ben Heisler joining us here on 101 ESPN. You can find his work, Sports Illustrated, where he covers gambling and fantasy football. You can find him on Twitter as well, at Benny Heis. All right, Heis, let's look at the gambling side of things this week. Who are some underdogs that you think have a shot of pulling off an upset this week straight up? I think you're looking at some of the big dogs this week, and I think they actually have a really good opportunity to go ahead and hang around, certainly cover the spread. Uh, Looking at that Monday night game, the Raiders going up against the Saints, uh, there's been a lot of movement uh, in favor of the Saints. I actually think it's going in the opposite way. Right now the Raiders are plus six. They're opening up a brand-new stadium, and Drew Brees has had some concerning splits away from the Superdome. I do think even without necessarily much of a home field advantage here, I think that the Raiders can hang around. Conversely, uh, you have Jacksonville this week, and I'm really intrigued by that matchup. Uh, normally, we've seen over the last couple of years, Tennessee just lambast them, just, just drive them right into the ground. It's one of those weeks that Derrick Henry, you just fire him up in every daily fantasy lineup in cash and say, all right, go Derrick Henry, go run for 200 yards and two, three touchdowns, and you should be set. But Jacksonville really impressed me last week. The fact that they came back after being down 14 nothing. Gardner Minshew and DJ Chark have a really strong connection. And James Robinson actually looks like a halfway decent back. So I do think they're going to put up some points, even against Tennessee. Um, and that was another team that just had a brutal bad beat for anybody that took Tennessee minus three with Steven Gostowski missing four field goals, excuse me, three field goals and an extra point. Um, and then one other one that, that I'm, I'm a bit intrigued by uh, this week is, is actually the Chargers and the Chiefs. Right now, uh, the, the Chargers are plus eight and a half. Nice. Um, and I'm not saying they're going to win it out. <laughs> let's, let's, take it, let's take it very easy. You know? But what, what they do do, BK, is that they, they move slowly. Now going from Phillip Rivers, who ran a pretty efficient offense, to Tyrod Taylor, who moves one of the slowest offenses in the league, they're going to run the ball a lot. Austin Eckler said for a big week, guys. Um, because they're going to need him as far as game script is concerned. He can't have more than one target in the passing game, and they feel comfortable running the ball with him. They gave him the rock 19 times, and Joshua Kelly was impressive as well. The Chiefs last year were pretty terrible against pass-catching running backs. They gave up 985 yards, over 129 receptions. Uh, Eckler's going to be a major part of the game plan, and I think the Chargers actually might keep this game a little bit close. They're not going to win it, but I do think they hang around. I respect it. I respect the call. Heist, last thing really quickly from you. There were a few running backs that were actually pretty interesting on the waiver wire for people this week. So if people are kind of in a tough spot with their running backs and they picked up one of Malcolm Brown, Frank Gore, Naheem Hines, Benny Snell, which of those guys do you think has the best chance of really having a big week this week between Brown, Gore, Hines, and Snell? I think Hines and Snell are the two most intriguing plays just because of how often they're going to use those running backs on a fairly consistent level. Um, You know, I'm still not sure as to what the situation is going to be with James Conner. They haven't ruled him out just yet. But if Conner plays, I'm not necessarily going to Snell. With Naheem Hines, considering the Marlon Mack is out, I I think that guy is now a a startable option week in, week out. He's going to be the pass-catching back, and they they also felt comfortable – using him on handoffs as well. Uh, It's not just going to be the Jonathan Taylor show. So I think I'd probably prefer Hines. He was my number one pickup on the waiver wire this week. 
Uh, and then after him, maybe somebody like Benny Snell, dependent on whether or not James Conner is going to miss the game. He's Ben Heisler. You can read his work over on Sports Illustrated. That's where he'll find him breaking down these games on his videos as well. He's a host and an analyst for Sports Illustrated Gambling and Fantasy Football. Also, give him a follow on Twitter, at Benny Heiss. Heiss, we always appreciate the time, man. We look forward to giving you crap next week whenever the Chargers lose by 27. It was good to talk with you, my friend. <laughs> I will be ready to face the crap should that happen, boys. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon. You're the best. It's Ben Heisler joining us here on 101 ESPN. It's here. Peloton's best offer of the season. Get up to $300 off accessories when you purchase a Peloton Tread. Choose from accessories like a heart rate monitor, non-slip grip dumbbells, yoga blocks, and more. If you've been looking for a sign to join Peloton, this offer gives you everything you need to get going. Hurry, Peloton's best offer of the season is here, but not for long. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access memberships separate. Limited time offer cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.